Making a decision, any decision, is a declaration of your power. It's about moving forward with confidence, knowing that commitment to your choice can unlock new potentials and opportunities. Hey, I'm Janelle Minow, and I'm obsessed with joy, fun, and helping you navigate this messy and magical thing called midlife. I'm a midlife plus woman who broke out of struggle, took a leap from my professional career, grew a successful business, found Mr. Right, and learned to love on purpose. I'm here to teach you the tried and true secrets to releasing what's keeping you stuck and struggling so you can build a joyful life you adore. Here we'll tackle the fun but sometimes hard things, money, business, career, relationships, health, purpose, love, and loss are all topics we'll cover. So pull up a chair and welcome to the Joy, Self-Mastery, and Living a Limitless Life podcast. Hello, my midlife friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a question for you today. Do you ever feel really stuck by the fear of choosing the wrong thing when you're making a decision? I for sure have, and I bet that you have too. So today we're going to dive into the art of decision-making, and I'm going to share why decisions can feel so hard. And I'm also going to give you some new ways to think about and to approach decision-making. So let's dive in. The biggest thing that stops us from making decisions is this idea that there is a right way and a wrong way to make them. My brain still likes to tell me that there is a right way and a wrong way. And it wants to go down this path of let's weigh the pros and cons and let's ask this person. And there's nothing wrong with that when we're being researchers. But often we do these things from fear believing that another person's going to have a better answer for us and believing that the answer might be outside of us. But believing that there is a right and wrong decision or a right and wrong way to even make a decision isn't useful. And the reason that it's not useful is because when we're believing that there is a right or wrong decision or right or wrong way, what we're really trying to do is to control the outcome. But the truth is, is that we do not know what the outcome is going to be. We don't ever know how it's going to turn out until we decide and then move forward. We are only going to know if that decision worked out the way we wanted after we commit to it and start taking the action. Then and only then can we look back and say, yes, that worked out because of these things. We don't know ahead of time. And truly, that's part of the adventure. Now, we can 100% have influence over our decisions by how we choose to feel about the decision once it's made. If we make a decision and then feel worried and skeptical, then we're for sure going to have a different outcome than if we feel confident that it is the best decision. With that said, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. There is a best decision. And the best decision is simply a decision made. 
It's simply a made decision. And the reason that that's the best decision is because then and only then can we start to move forward on that decision, focusing on making it work, right? Decision literally means to cut off all of the other options or cut out all of the other options. So when you decide all of the other things, all of the other options are no longer options. You've cut away from them and you're moving forward. It is a habit for most people to want to play out in their minds what may have happened if they made the other decision. But this isn't ever useful. It's never useful to wonder what the outcome of those other options would have been because the truth is you didn't make them. All that does is to slow you down and take you into the past. Your focus is much better spent focusing forward. It's easy to want to play out the decision that you didn't make in your imagination, right? But again, you didn't make that decision. So that is in no way helpful. Spend that time facing forward, making the decision you made the perfect choice. When you're believing that there is a right and wrong decision, and you draw out the process of making a decision, you start feeling what is called decision fatigue. You start to experience decision fatigue. You can feel often tired or just mentally drained. And that further leads to avoidance and procrastination, okay? The more times that we don't make a decision and we have to rethink it, that creates decision fatigue. And it's just not a great use of time, okay? I think decision fatigue is really relevant in today's world because every day it seems like we're bombarded by countless choices from what to wear to what to eat to significant decisions like changing jobs or financial choices or business moves. But notice how much heavier all of those decisions seem when we're adding the pressure of believing that there is something on the line if we don't make the right one. So here's a few things to think about when you're making a decision. Whenever possible, make decisions from the highest emotions possible. So there's no real good or bad emotions. All emotions have a purpose, but we can choose on purpose the emotions we want to experience when we're making a decision. So decisions made from feeling interested or joyful or curious or certain or confident or powerful are going to give you different outcomes than decisions made from frustration or fear or feeling tired or fear of disappointment or feeling discouraged. So tip number one is to notice the energy you are in when you're making the decision. Are you in a place of fear of missing out on something, okay, versus this is going to work out either way, more of a peaceful place? The decision I was mentioning earlier involved investing some time and money in my business. And maybe I didn't, or maybe I was going to mention that I was in the midst of the, making this decision this week. It had to do with a financial decision, investing some money in my business. And I noticed that what I was feeling was anxious and hurried. And when I looked at my thoughts, I could see why I was feeling anxious and hurried. 
I could see I was believing that there was a right and a wrong decision and telling myself I didn't want to make the wrong choice. My dog is barking. I hope you guys can't hear that. Anyway, see how my brain just goes there? If I don't take the time to notice what's happening, that is my default. That is most people's default. But when I choose the emotions and the thoughts I want to create the decision from, the answer becomes easier. It becomes more clear. I wanted to feel excited. And that's what I did feel. Like I checked in with myself and said, is this a full body? Yes. And that was my decision. Do I feel ease with this decision? Can I get to confidence? Okay. Even just confidence that I'm great at making decisions. And so then I find thoughts that produce these emotions. Our emotions are a huge reason why we stay in the decision-making process for so long. We don't want to feel bad if the decision doesn't come out as expected. One common fear that we avoid is disappointment. So if we fear, say if we fear disappointment, it's easy to procrastinate or avoid the decision. And therefore, we just avoid the emotion. And we stay in the stuck and the spinning and where we're at. Fear that something bad is going to happen is another reason that we avoid or procrastinate on making decisions. So when I'm in this place or my clients are in this place, then it's time to explore what would really happen. A client recently was worried about making a money decision because she knew that if she wasn't able to make the money back, that her husband was going to be really upset with her. So instead of avoiding the feeling she thought that she would have, we went down that road. We played out that scenario. We explored what exactly she imagined would happen if she didn't make that money back. I had her share what words she thought her husband would say, how she thought he would feel, what actions she thought he would take. I had her explore the feelings she would feel, the words she would say. Going to what you believe the worst case scenario would be and exploring it is so helpful. It might feel scary, but what we usually discover is that the underlying fear isn't as real as the story that our brain is offering us. Now, this works best with a coach, but you can just start by asking yourself, what would I do if blank really happened? That scenario really happened. And this is an opportunity to show your brain that it's probably not as bad as it seems to be, that you've handled difficult situations in the past, that the made up outcome is much bigger than most likely the outcome will really be, and that you're capable of handling that outcome. Avoiding seems totally logical because we feel better in the minute, but it doesn't serve our decisions. To master this art of decision-making, you also must be willing to feel all the feelings. I talked about this in a podcast called How to Feel and Process Emotions. So go back and check that one out. But emotions are the currency to your dreams. I can't remember off the top of my head who said that, but it's so true. If you're willing to feel any emotion, you do not have to hide. You don't have to spin and spiral. You are going to expand your capacity for what is possible in your life because the emotions won't be standing in your way. Think about it. 
What would you do if you weren't afraid of disappointment or afraid of fear or afraid of failing? You would have and be living a bigger life. So be willing to feel all the emotions. When you avoid them or push them away, they always come back. And usually they come back stronger, but they're not going to go away. Now, I believe that all of us are always doing our best with what we know right now or when we made a particular decision. And that when we know more, when we have grown, then we make different decisions. I think back as my role as a mom and some of the things that some of the choices or some of the decisions I made with my kids. And sometimes I just cringe a little and I have to remind myself, but that is what you knew then, right? There's no judgment here. You did the best you could at the time. And if you were in that scenario again, you would probably make a different decision because you know more, you know new things. You've had new experiences. You've seen different outcomes. You've grown, okay? Nothing has gone wrong in any decision. Now, this doesn't make mean that you won't potentially feel disappointed or frustrated. And that's okay. We want to feel all the feelings. The more that you're willing to feel negative emotion and process your way through it, the faster you're going to get back on track with your goals. And you're going to stop avoiding the decision because you fear that you might feel something negative. You, again, are capable of feeling all emotions. God gave you that gift. You are capable of it. And when you give yourself the space to feel the emotions, you are going to become more confident and you can more easily access that part of your brain that can see how the decision you made was in fact the perfect decision at the time. You can choose to take responsibility for how you look at your decisions. When you decide and go, you are moving forward. You can learn and change things. And as you have more information to make decisions from, that's when it will be time to make them. Now, what do we do when a decision doesn't come out as planned? It's helpful to decide ahead of time what you want to think or believe about that decision ahead of time so that you don't end up in the rabbit hole of guilt, shame, or blame. Some of my favorite thoughts are, I just kind of hold these out there knowing that I can come back and I can think this if things don't work out. I think things like, well, that was unexpected or interesting, or that didn't go as planned, but I still learned blank. You can fill in the blank. And that was valuable. That was an interesting turn of events. Now what? So notice how I'm being curious here. Another one is, I didn't see that coming and I wonder how this is for my greatest good. Another one is when it all works out, I wonder what I'm going to make this mean. Okay. There's a gift in everything when we're willing to see it. So even if things don't turn out the way you wanted them to turn out, find the gift, be willing to manage your mind and find the gift. We need to remember that no decision creates a linear path. With all decisions, there's going to be twists and turns and lessons that we need to learn along the way. And being curious about what the lesson is 
and how you will grow from it is going to help you stay on track and out of the guilt, blame, and shame cycles. Sometimes we might never know the gift in it, but it's still an opportunity to trust in a higher power and just know that that was the path we were meant to take to get us to the next place, to our futures. And one final tip I'm going to offer you before we dive into the process that I think is a fantastic decision-making process. It's the one I use. It's the one I work with clients on. But the final tip is to make decisions ahead of time whenever possible. When we make decisions ahead of time, this will leave less opportunity for all the decision drama to come up. When I suggest this, often my clients are gonna, will say, but what if I decide and then I want to choose something different? Like there's this hesitation there to commit. But here's the thing. We have lots of decisions that we make every day that don't require a lot of thought. And it's not going to matter one way or another, the outcome. And yet we give them a lot of energy. Some examples of things that you can decide ahead of time can be food. What will I have for breakfast, lunch, dinner? It can be your schedule, what you will wear, how you will spend a holiday, where and when you will go on vacation. There's so many decisions that we put so much pressure on. The outcome either way is not really going to change. And these things can be made ahead of time. Now it's easy to think, yeah, but when you do that, you're putting yourself right back in a spiral. Now, remember at the start of this episode, I said that the best decision is a made decision and that decision means that you cut off from all other options. It requires you to be responsible for your brain and how you're thinking. So when you want to go back and rethink, when you want to say pause and hesitate on making a decision and make it this big, huge thing that it's really not. It's your job to take responsibility for your brain and your thinking around the decision. So decide, cut off, and future focus knowing that it is done. When you make decisions and stick to them, you build trust and confidence in yourself. You're essentially saying, I can count on me to follow through. All right, let's jump into this process. Number one, make a list of all of your unmade decisions. There we go big or little, that are taking up space in your brain. And go back and highlight all of the ones that you can make right now, okay? Those that you can decide ahead of time on and that are easy to make right now. Number two, for the ones that are left, I want you to set a deadline for each. When will you have this decided by? Your brain is always going to say that you need more time for all the reasons that we've discussed and more. If you set a deadline, keep in mind, or when you set a deadline, keep in mind the time you might need to maybe do a little bit of research, to maybe journal about it, or discuss with someone some part of it, especially if they're involved in the decision. Each of these to-dos are going to require some time, so set aside some time for the research process. And make sure you're putting in the deadline when your decision will be made. I like to have a standard of no more than 48 to 72 hours. Maximum, you guys, maximum. I really, best case scenario, shoot for the next day by 5 p.m. 
If you're allowing more time, then you need to check in with yourself and notice the story that you're telling about why you need more time. Notice what you're trying to avoid. Okay. Is it a conversation? Is it an emotion? Because chances are you're buying yourself time to not have to feel some kind of discomfort. All right. Number three, have a place in your planner or a sticky note or some place that you jot down decisions you aren't ready to make in the moment every day. And then at the end of the day, either make them or give them a deadline. Put them back in your calendar some way. So I have about three decisions here that came up today as I was doing things. I need to decide about this, this, and this. Okay. At the end of my day, I'm going to say, okay, can I decide this now? Do I need more information? If I need more information, I'm going to put a time in my calendar for maybe 30 minutes to just go through what I need. And then I'm going to decide when I'm going to decide. Put them on your calendar, just like you did in step two. Number four, make a committed decision. So at this point, you've decided and you're moving forward. You're cutting off all other options. And this requires commitment. I talked about the importance of commitment in my podcast, The Four C's of Success, that I did a few weeks ago. So from here, stay focused on the future and on what's next. Focus on executing and learning and growing from this decision. Expect your brain to challenge your commitment and have a plan for it. You can decide ahead of time. What thoughts am I going to choose to think when my brain wants to go back on my decision? Personally, I like the thought, I've already decided, and then I move forward. Or sometimes I'll tell my brain, we're going to do this for 90 days or whatever the time frame you choose is, and then we'll come back and reconsider a different choice. Now, the secrets to being a powerful decision maker lies in commitment, courage, capability, and confidence. This decision making is a skill that you're building. And like all new skills, it takes time. It takes tweaking and it takes practice. But as you begin to master it, you're going to find out that you are stronger in your commitments and your courage your ability to make decisions and to feel emotions and ultimately in your confidence. Making a decision, any decision, is a declaration of your power. It is moving you forward, knowing that commitment to your choice is going to unlock new potentials and new opportunities. Okay, friends, now it's your turn. I want you to go make the list and apply the strategies we discussed and observe how good it feels to move forward with intention and confidence. Remember, the art of decision-making is a skill, and skills take time to master. So small hinges swing big doors, but it all begins with the single step. All right, have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. I'm over here celebrating you because you just finished another episode of the Joy, Self Mastery, and Living a Limitless Life podcast. Thanks for listening. If you got value from this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review. And we can help even more people just like you. Now, go out and live your limitless life.